Story number one. So, Our Children, written by Mac Dye. Cape Canaveral, Florida, Earth, 2277. This is the President speaking. This broadcast is being sent out to every colony, every station, every mining camp, and ship of the Republic. Today, we received word that the last Calfront's world has fallen. Confrontation of the last of the Calfront's fleet was sunk, with no survivors. That their government in exile en route was the last of their people and the colony station of Barnard Star. The President Serena Mishra stood in a ponium two kilometers away from the Cape Canaveral space dock. Behind her, dominating the horizon, sat the pride of the Republic fleet, the newly commissioned dreadnought class warship, the Phoenix. In two years, the Bonnard station will be complete, the workers even now striving to see the great project finished. I ask that you work quickly. What was to be the greatest testament to human engineering, to be the first non-planetary space station, home for future generations, will now be a last hope for the Colfront's civilization and all the life on their birth world. The first arc ship carrying the biodiversity of a birth world will arrive in 15 standard months. I ask that you be ready for them. Behind the President, along with the distinct warship's hull, warning lights began to flash. Great waves of heat rose from their flanks as the modular atmospheric lifts began to spin to life, preparing to lift a massive warship from the surface of the Earth and cast it into its orbit. On this day, in agreement with the Senate and the First Fleet has begun to organize and shall be deployed to join the Archerian Empire's picket fleets, the preparation for the arrival of the Hive. There's been much debate in regards to the people of Earth involving themselves in this war. At first, best estimate, the Hive is 200 years from reaching our space at their current rate of advance. The Phoenix began to rise from its moorings, rising slowly into the sky. A distinct roar could be heard over the transmission, and President Mishra's hair blew in a steady rising wind. There was no meaningless green screen used to superimpose the President so near the rising warship. She was broadcasting on location. Seventeen thousand of our finest, seventeen thousand sons and daughters of Earth and her colonies, our children, spouses, parents, the first fleet is armed with the best of our scientists can devise, armored with the best our engineers can produce. They will reach the Archon Empire's fleet in five years at best speed. The mashup ship rose into the sky before its own engines began to spin up, pushing it forward even as the modular lifts pushed it higher, where it would join the lead fleet of dozens of humanity's finest ships. They will not be enough. Lunar Shipyards 2327. This is the President speaking. President Alex Johnston smiled with a strange mixture of pride and sorrow as he delivered an op opening lines to a historic speech. The broadcast is being sent to every colony, every station, every mining camp, and every ship of the Republic. Today we received word that the Akaran Empire has fallen. Confirmation that the ship of the Archeron fleet has withdrawn with the selfless action of the First Fleet. That their government in exile is en route with their last of their people to Bernard Star. 
In the background, seen through the expansive window of the newly commissioned Dreadnought class warship, the Phoenix could be seen. Cables burst free from its hull, drifting away before retracting into the shipyard's construction struts. Expansion of Bernard Station is due to be complete in one year. The project, co-funded by our taxes and the Calfront's people, co-built by human and Calfront's technologies and engineers, co-designed by our and their scientists, will house the Archeron Empire's government in exile and the last of their people. Eleven standard months' time, the first Ark ships of the Archeron homeworld will arrive. I ask you, working there, to be ready for them. The massive warship, twice the size of her predecessor, began to activate her running lights, began to shake off the last retaining camps and hurled her moorings off the lunar shipyards. On this day, in full agreement with the Senate and the Calfront's people, the second founding of the first fleet will be deployed and join the Izzy and Mehidi fleets in preparation for the arrival of the Hive. Just as the President Mishra first deployed 17,000 of our best soldiers and hopeless mission, there has been much debate on why we continue to fight a foe so far from our shores. In an unscripted display, this Phoenix gun's ports opened, unveiling the next generation of weapons devised from the combined sciences and experiences of the humans and Calfront's peoples. President Johnson's smile grew confident, if only just for a moment. Today, we send 37,000 of our finest sailors that we and our Calfront's brethren can field. They will reach Izzy space in three years at best speed. We've long debated why we should send them, why we would engage in a war so far from our homes, one that may never come here. The Phoenix began to push forward out of the lunar shipyard superstructure, moving forward to join the fleet of a hundred other warships. We fight now, so that our children may learn from our lessons, just that they be better armed when the duty falls to them. Mars Naval Shipyards 2361 This is the President speaking. President Hidekai Kishimoto stood as an observation deck of the central lab of the sprawling Martian shipyards. This structure fully encompassed Mars's moon of Phobos. This broadcast is being sent to every colony, every station, every mining camp, and ship in the Republic. Today, we are receiving confirmation of the final evacuation efforts of the Izzy homeworld is complete. The lightning strike of the high fleet, which threatened to see the Izzy Mahidi fleet sunk, was successfully, if temporarily, repelled. The first fleet was lost with all hands in, and a rearguard action which allowed the Ivan Mahidi fleets to break contact and reorganize an effective resistance to the hive's assault. At his back, a duly commissioned Dreadnought class warship, the Phoenix, powered its engines up for the first time, breathing life into the proud warship's third incarnation. Forged in the combined sciences of three races, all experienced with fighting and losing to the hive, the Phoenix would have been strangely alien to the President Mishra's eyes. The first arcships departed from Izzy's homeworld two years ago, have already arrived at Barnard Station. The survivors of the Easy Fleet make full speed to Mahidi's Sildela Line. From these prepared defenses, the Easy Fleet will join with the Mahidi, Yastai, Bolnian, and the Conqua fleets. 
As it happened some 30 years prior, the captain of the Phoenix went to script and opened up a gun ports, dense arrays of powerful weapons systems came online, bristling all along the heavily armored shell. On this day, in full agreement with the Senate, the Calfrance and Archeron people had both fully inferred and were represented within the Republic government and Senate, no longer standing as separate governments in exile. The third founding of the first fleet has been commissioned. The fleet led by the Phoenix will make haste to the stellar line and will arrive in one year at best speed. The Phoenix pulled forward out of the sprawling moon-turned shipyard's moorings, Three huge turrets traversed the speed belaying at their size. Three turrets, each mounting a massive main guns, flashed red with heat as the weapons fired. Seconds later, the surface of Deimos, already created from a century of weapon tests, flashed and a tiny moon vanished in a slow expanding cloud of debris. Today we send 270,000 of our finest. The first fleet to 207 of our finest warships, we send them now to fight a war a hundred years from reaching our borders, in hope that our children will have time and allies needed to prepare to take up the torch. Bernard Sphere, Shipyards 2580 This is the President speaking. Komal was the first half-human, half-Calfrance president, and she stood proudly in front of the massive window in the expansive superstructure of Bernard Sphere Shipyards. This broadcast is being sent to every colony, every station, every mining camp and ship of the Republic. Seen through the window at the newly commissioned dreadnought, the Phoenix, as well as her sister ships all bearing names similar connotations. The four huge ships were a result of the combined sciences of a dozen species, most of whom called the Bernard Sphere home. Refugees of a dozen fallen civilizations, all victim to the hive's advance. Today, I announce the completion of the Dyson Sphere of Barnard Star, and the first founding of the Second Fleet. On this day, in full agreement with the Senate, the Second Fleet will set course to the Sol System, where it shall join the Eleventh Founding and the First Fleet, these fleets of the Seven Alliance Species. A huge blast of doors opened to reveal the blackest space beyond, and the four huge warships began advancing under the maneuvering thrusters, taking their first steps into the void. We have launched no arc ships from Earth. There will be no evacuation. War there will be no need. In that blackness of space, what might have first been seen as stars began to coalesce into patterns. Not the light of distant suns, but the engines of hundreds, thousands of ships moving into formation, formations that will be led by their four largest warships ever built. Long has there been debate over President Mishra's decision to launch an ill-prepared fleet on a hopeless mission. Every soul on the first fleet knew that they would never set foot on Earth again, never see the parents and loved ones. The same held true for the second founding, the third, the tenth, the phoenix has risen again and again, only to be slain by the talons of the hive. Millions of the Republic lives have been lost in a war that, for more than three hundred years, could not be won. The four dreadnoughts pulled free from the massive docks and made haste towards the waiting formations.
Today, I proudly send 7 million of the Republic's finest sailors, strongest ships, our bravest and brightest, to join their parents, their aunts, their uncles, still serving the First Fleet. For the first time in this war, two generations will fight side by side. For the first time, the Hive will know defeat. For the first time, we will give them no ground. And when the Hive is rebuked out of the Soul System, we will push them back, step by step, system by system, until they are spent. Distantly, those thousands of lights flashed and vanished into FTL, racing towards the Soul System. In five days, the second fleet will reach Soul. We fight now so that our children will never have to take up the torch. End of story.